0: Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. When
1: I say Dr. Oz is the best thing that's happened to the Republican Party in Pennsylvania for a long time. Now take that and put it in your pipe. Oh, are we on the air?
2: Sorry about that. Joe is energized by the candidacy of Dr. Oz. Why do you find him so appealing? I think the left loves him. After all, he was Oprah Winfrey. Described him
1: as America's doctor. Oh, right. The left is not she's the it. Where one who pro- get that? She's the one who promoted his TV show, got him on TV, got him his own program.
2: He's a quack. He's a carpetbagger. Not a bagger. quack, carpetbagger. You bagger. don't even... One of the strongest <laughs> things he stands for as a Republican is what? Bring I didn't in think so. Bringing American, <laughs> oh, American values back. Oh, values, okay. Yeah. Right. He's okay. a
1: conservative who's not afraid to fight for what's right.
2: And what's the first thing he would do to the southern border, If this the specific thing he's talking about? Shut it down. No, no. I mean, what what's he wants to do first?
1: What does he want to do first? Right,
2: his plans as a Republican candidate for U.S. Senate. What does he want to do to the southern border? Well, I think he'd like to shut it down. <sighs> Okay, I rest my case. What do you know about his actual policies? I don't care See, about his See, this is like world. President Trump. You were in love with the man. <laughs> no, and I you, wasn't. I liked f- his policies. <laughs> no, and you found Not out that... Dr. Oz espouses some no. of the same policies. You fell in love with President Trump. Then it turned out his poli- some of his policies were acceptable hey, to you. Hey, who
1: did you vote for the first time? Neither one of us voted for Trump the first
2: time around, right? <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> and neither one of us voted for him the second time
2: around. All right, so here we go. one um, 800 Well, I take that back. I, I would
1: have voted for for him the second
2: I think you did the second I, I think did. we talked about this. Yes, we did. All right. All, but that was only
1: because it was 100% clear. Well, because I didn't think Joe Biden was capable of handling the job. And I would say I have been born out, my philosophy has been born out by the actions <laughs> the man has failed to take.
2: All right. It's funny. Yesterday, I think it was on CNN, they had a wide-ranging conversation about Joe Biden's next term. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you see the New York
1: Times? Tom- oh, I'm sorry, the Times? Washington Mokes. Post put an article out saying that Joe Biden has been treated worse by the media than Donald Trump was. Now, these people are smoking hemp, or else they're insane. (laughs) Who said that? The Washington Post. Okay. I mean, these people are idiots. He is
2: being mistreated. There's no argument about that.
1: Oh, come on. He's being, they're (laughs) reporting the news.
2: (laughs) You know, and I think people are treating with kids' gloves, you know, as he declines, which is perfectly normal at his age. I'm not saying, trying to be ignorant about it. But nobody's really talking. You and I are really the only people talking about his aged decline.
1: Well, you know, I'm I'm roughly... Well, he's a year older than me now. But when I go to the doctor's office or the medical practitioners, they always are like treating you like this gentle little old person. Like, <laughs> Frail. Now, honey, I'm going to take your blood pressure. Is this that okay, sweetie? Did that hurt? We're going to put this cuff around your arm here, and I'm going to pump it up, and we're going to see what... Does taking your blood
2: pressure hurt? Okay, well, let's numb it first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, imagine the, the President of the United States. Okay, Derry, now it's time for your nap, and then when you get up, you have to deal with a missile crisis. Time to
2: nuke China. <laughs> uh, 1-800- 795-9565 is our telephone number if you'd like to wait. On our conversation so far, talking about Dr. Oz and talking about uh, Santa Claus and talking about uh, <laughs> President Biden. Ooh, you better be careful with that laugh. We got some <laughs> openings do <you? laughs> uh, for, to do some commercials here. All right, on the market sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll free line now open 1 800 795 9565. You can email us at on the market, and text us at seven. Two, three, six, include the keyword OTM. Don't forget that keyword. That means you you type in on your texter seven zero two three six. Type in OTM. Doesn't have to be all caps. Can be lower or uppercase either way. And uh, and then leave a space and then type in your message. Say Joe's all washed up. He 2 is declining. <laughs> So Where am I? Joe? Oh, I meant Joe <laughs> what Biden. What is this
1: room? I'm not familiar with this. Oh, Joe Biden. I yeah. thought you meant me.
2: <laughs> See? Joe doesn't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Joe McGranan. All right. Welcome back, everybody. It is a Monday morning. Mr. Rob Center is on the other side of the glasses. Mr. Mark didn't get a deer. Nope, not yet, but I know where there is one. Plus, we got the green light to go ahead and shoot a big doe, so what the heck. All right. 1-800-795. I shot
1: some doe over the weekend
2: myself. Did you? Yeah, we at went the, out to dinner. At the store. <laughs> right. (laughs) Right. All right. All right. So we'd love to hear from you today. Well, you know,
1: I think we can debate about Dr. Oz, but I was interested in this story out of Millersville University, since that's where I went. Millersville officials are investigating how white nationalist stickers ended up on campus. University police have immediately been removing racist stickers. Now, this is their word. This is the story from Penn Live. Racist stickers, as they appeared in recent days, according to the spokesman. The Stickers are similar to those reported on college campuses across the country earlier in fall. According to a Millersville University newsletter that went out to students, one sticker said, are you ready for this, this horrible anti-racist statement? Never apologize for being
2: white. Did they misspell it like the Canadian
1: group? Well, if I said, if I were a black person or I said never apologize for being black, can you imagine anyone calling that a racist statement? Well, what, never apologize for being brown. I'm assuming
2: these are from the white supremacy group.
1: Well, they are stickers that were posted on campus, but, I mean, the worst that they could come up right. with, the worst example Penn Life could come up with was never apologize for being white. Now, if that's the worst sticker that went up on the campus of Millersville University, I'd say somebody's a pretty fragile human well, being to be offended by but that. But
2: are the stickers from that white supremacist group that this is their, that one of their key didn't phrases? didn't
1: say that there was an, a, a, an identifier on there, but it says Millersville University does not tolerate racist behavior or defacing university property. Millersville University stands with our students of color and is deeply saddened by the hurt these messages have caused to our community. So, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with... Mm-hmm. with, uh, with well, the yeah, that's, that, 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 said, that phrase is okay. apo- You shouldn't have to apologize for being black. You shouldn't have to apologize for being white. You shouldn't have to apologize for being brown.
2: But, uh, you know, the phrase is certainly innocuous enough, as you say. I mean, there's no argument about that, but it's like the... Uh, phrase, Black Lives Matter. It, yes, of course, it's just three Would they be words.
1: upset at Millersville University if somebody posted a sign that
2: said Black no, Lives Matter? No, but my point is that the the phrase carries a lot more meaning than just the sentence today. When you say, don't apologize for being white, it's a reference to the white supremacist movement that uses it as its tagline. So, I don't think they're really concerned about that sentence in and of itself. They're concerned about the white supremacists. Well, they're saying Millersville the stands,
1: stands with our students of color and is deeply saddened by right. the hurt this causes, and they also said that they do not tolerate racist behavior.
2: Well, do you think white supremacists should be allowed to put stickers all over campus? Well, you know, we
1: don't know that a white supremacist put it up. It could have been anybody, because the story doesn't say. They don't know who put it up. Okay. But the university has characterized it as white supremacy right. Well, statement. that's whose
2: phrase it is. It's like the, you know, the the... I don't know. So if,
1: if people who burn do you know, down buildings in Minneapolis have signs that say Black Lives Matter,
2: do we tar everybody who believe believes Black Lives Matter with that same brush? I have no idea. All eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. 795 1-800-795-9565. Stan, you are on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Always appreciated.
3: Thanks. Uh, I'll tell you why I'll never apologize for being white. Because I can't do nothing about it. I was born that way, just like you two were. And to apologize for that is to blame our parents for something that they had no control over, correct?
2: Right. I don't think anybody's asking you to apologize for being white. It's, the question is, are, well, you going, are you going to join a white supremacist group and, you know, put the stickers all over <laughs> and that kind of thing?
1: But saying never apologize for being white isn't the same
2: as saying whites are better than anybody else. Yeah, let me look this up. I don't know. There's some group that uses these sent- that sentence. I'll have to. Oh, uh,
3: okay. So we're going to go with the group, just like the OK sign's a white supremacist sign now, right? So we're going <laughs> to go with this kind of crap. I yeah. mean, this is ridiculous. You know, it's a few words strung together. You know, people will say that Black Lives Matter, and they do, along sure they with, do. with White Lives and Yellow Lives and and every other Green Life and Blue Life, whatever. Everybody's lives matter. But we can't have that because you're being a racist if you say such thing, which is a whole pile of horse dung. And I'm getting a little tired. Now, the Salvation Army, what was it two weeks ago, put out some guide and about I don't know, racial sensitivity and this stuff. They've since withdrawn it. But basically, they're asking white donors to apologize for being white. I must have missed that. What What are you talking about
2: specifically? Not locally. So I,
3: it's, Salvation Army did this.
2: Where? In, nationally or locally? No,
3: national. National, yes. They put out some sort of pamphlet about, you know, race relations and blah, 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 blah. And, and they basically wanted white donors to apologize for being white. Now, they've since withdrawn it because they caught a lot of heat for it, which is understandable. You know, everybody contributes to the Salvation Army. At least they did. But you're going to tell people that are white that they have to apologize because they're white? I'm sorry. I had no, nothing to do with it. I was born that way, just like you and Joe and everybody else that's white were. Right. And to say otherwise is just stupidity.
2: Well, I think w- I, th- I understand what you're saying. And, and as Joe has pointed out, you know, the sentence is innocuous enough. As you've pointed out, the sentence Black Lives Matter is innocuous enough. But that's not what it's being used for. Black Lives Matter is a phrase that makes reference to the historical legacy of uh, of prejudice that did exist in the U.S. that we're slowly working our way out of. And the white nationalists used to never apologize for being white as a rallying cry. Usually it's followed by a... Uh, you know, an 800 number or a, uh, you know, the name of the organization. They're called, like, uh, 100 Men or something like that. That organization, men? Right, I forget the name. Honestly, I can't see it now. I don't see it on my, uh, I'm searching for it. But in any event, I understand what you're saying, Stan. There's nothing wrong with a sentence. Nobody's asking you to apologize for anything. But do remember that that phrase has been uh, usurped by white supremacists that use it as a rallying okay. cry. So did Uh-oh. Millersville, Uh-oh. Oh, okay. did
1: Millersville <laughs> University overreact?
2: It's like the OK sim- that's not, been did, stolen.
1: Did Millersville
3: University overreact? Uh, how would Absolutely I possibly know?
2: Absolutely they did. Yeah, I, I don't stu- know. It's just
3: stupid. I mean, I can understand it, the part about defacing the campus property. Right. I understand that, and I agree with that. There should be nobody defacing campus property sure. because it costs money to repair or clean it up or whatever. But as far as the sentence itself, that's just idiocy to say that it's going to harm someone. Now, if the white supremacists use it, Okay, they don't have to apologize for it, neither. There are other things that they think are, that blacks are inferior, or that Jews are inferior, or Asians are inferior. That's just idiocy, too.
2: That's, yeah, it's a genetic issue. Right. Whites have a better it certainly genetic certainly isn't what makeup. we
1: hope to achieve here in the United States of America. And, you know, I keep thinking back to Dr. King and his famous speech where he said uh, he lives for a day when people will be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. And that's exactly what we're doing here. We're making everything racist. We're making er – and and I think it's largely for political advantage. One party wants to gain advantage over the other one. So the minute something happens, you're racist. We throw that line out there because we hope that people of color will say, oh, well, they're racist. We can't have anything to do with them.
3: Yeah, and if you throw it back at them, oh, my God, the world's ended because you throw it back at them and told them that they are. Because when somebody focuses entirely on race, I believe they are racist, okay? By the very definition
1: of the word. Huh?
3: By the very definition
1: of the word, they're racist.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, whether you're black, white, green, or yellow, doesn't matter. If you focus entirely on race, about everything that happens in your life to you, then I believe you're you're tended to be a very racist person, but and I I, I I just I just you know reject that kind of thinking.
1: The thing that gets me though about Millersville here is if they had actually investigated and found f- for certain that the stickers were posted by white supremacists with the goal of putting down other races, then I would say take them down. And you they say that the right they, thing.
2: You, you, you know that they didn't no, they, find any of that.
1: But they, if they did, I'm sure Jenna Wise, the dinged. wonderful reporter for Penn Live, would have reported it.
2: Okay, but what I'm saying is this is a complex issue and there's obviously a lot of background on the stickers and the statement and they were placed at various locations and oh, there's been a big response on campus, but you read two paragraphs in Penlive, and already you know everything about this. I just think you know a few sentences that Penlive was kind enough to pass along, and they did so super, super job, very objectively. But the fact is, we all know, Stan knows, and you know, Joe, and that white supremacist groups do recruiting. They put flyers places. They want to make sure that they get their statement out there, or they just want to make their presence known. This is their sentence. It belongs to them. It is innocuous in and of itself, but but it's owned by them.
3: All right, well, let's say on campus... It's owned by them. Joe, uh, Mark, uh, they own the words to it now? That's, <laughs> well, that's their words. They own they, it.
2: They've copyrighted. They, they
1: never apologize for being white.
2: Well, you're allowed to use it, but you're the only one, Stan. Yeah.
1: Look, I, I think yeah, what, okay. what bothers me here is that they could have taken a more... I think positive approach to this, rather than immediately branding it as white supremacy, you know, they could have talked. But
2: what's about the other group that uses that phrase?
1: I've, I tried to look it up and I, I couldn't find it at home. I kept seeing some guy, a story about some guy who said never apologize for being white. It wasn't a group; it was a person. Okay. So I never, I couldn't find the link to this nefarious organization that you believe was responsible.
2: Well, for no, this. they see they started a big controversy. This, we, you and I talked about this before when. Some of these flyers popped up elsewhere. They're called the Hundred Men or something. The million
1: Man March. That was not no. White come on,
2: Hundred. Thank you so much, Stan. Say Thanks nice, for checking in. Take care, buddy. Very much appreciate it. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Somebody, Hundred Handers group from Wikipedia. Never we'll, heard. We'll of look them. at this. Well, handers. it's they, it's their stick. That would be fifty people, right? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know how many people there are. Well, they're hundred, I don't hands, even think they're in the U.S. Their
1: hundred hands there are probably only fifty people involved.
2: All right, hundred well, handers group. The hundred handers are an international anti-immigration nationalist group from the U.K., Canada, U.S., Belgium, and Canada. They are known. Come on put up posters and stickers promoting white nationalism. They've been known to put razor blades behind the stickers so that you get hurt when they are removed. Oh. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Okay, anyway. In June 2020, it was reported the group had put up the messages in Canada such as, and the, you and I talked about this a couple months ago, or maybe a year ago, never apologize for being white. And of course, they use the Canadian spelling of apologize with an S. There's a war on whites, and it's okay to be white. So, 100-handers. Well,
1: I don't think there's any war on But, whites, but
2: so. anyway, the 100-handers didn't sign these stickers, right? Their name's not on no. them? No. Okay, well then, maybe well, the university from, is overreacting, England, but I think they, if they it's are from, their campus. Is far be it from us to second-guess their... If up. they
1: are from... This group is from England. I doubt that they sent somebody across the pond no, they're to put from up the US signs also at Millersville in the, University. university. Nope,
2: they're in the U.S. also. And Canada. Says Wikipedia. I mean, I don't know much about them other than we, we covered this well, before. Well,
1: to the extent that it... Uh, it, it upset people on campus. I, I think it that upset you. No, it would upset me <laughs> because I think the university didn't take a very positive tract, and right. immediately they branded it as white supremacy.
2: When you know, you they branded it as just somebody putting a silly sticker on. We have,
1: take, we have taken these signs down because we realize that certain members of our campus community are likely to be offended by it. But the primary reason we took it down is they were not authorized to be put up in the first place. There you go, vandalism. Right, it is vandalism. Institutional and if had, vandalism. If they had approached it from that standpoint, I would have. Say you, as Stan said, you are on, on very firm right. ground, but to immediately characterize it as racist and believe that there are now victims of it. Just strikes. Well, me as fortunately, being an overreaction. The,
2: the campus is well aware of what's really being said there, so they're willing to take action. Even though you and Stan deny it, we do know why the sticker was put there. All right, or, or, or presumably why the stickers are put up elsewhere. Well, I don't. You actually, know? Yeah, I don't rest, actually you're know. No, nope, I r- don't know <laughs> <laughs> anything about the stickers at Millersville until you brought it so up. You today. had something to do with it, eh? All right, one <laughs> 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 Yeah, I put them up so that we'd so that we'd be able we to kill the first it. twenty minutes of the show. One eight hundred. Get Stan uh, stirred up again. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. What's your view on all this? Is Millersville University overreacting? The don't apologize for being white stickers with the apologize uh, misspelled with an S. Well, it's misspelled in the U.S. It's correct in Canada and England, I think. So, um, is that a white supremacist group doing recruiting there? Joe says he doesn't think so. I say probably is. Neither of us have any information on which to base our assumptions. Thank you. Guess who's investigating it? Jo- the
1: Millersville Police. Well, they and the Office of Diversity and Social Justice.
2: All right, yeah.
1: Get those boys on your so back. Joe's, you're in Joe's, trouble.
2: Joe's uh, obvious flake group, right? <laughs> Are they flakes too?
1: No, I just think that they obviously have a group here uh, devoted to making sure that there is diversity and social justice.
2: All right, they have they avoid phlacetum. Good. Oh, that's a relief. <laughs> All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We are talking about this. I'm making a tremendous assumption and one person has texted me and said, Mark, you are currently making an assumption based on uh, evidence that has not been submitted to the court. <laughs> uh, that's true. <laughs> All right. We'll take a break. one WKLK okay, News Time It is now 8.55 I want to tell you about the Sunday you to read the
1: news, are you?
2: No, no, no It's, uh it's just have it, I guess. I wanted to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, I would invite you to go to this address. So please, get your clackety-clacker going over there, sunburymotors.com. they got some online specials. You can uh, check out the existing Ford, Hyundai, and Kia vehicles. they got a lot of new vehicles on board now, so you can check those out, including a brand-new F-150 with the antimatter blue that I'm driving around in now. But you can do as I've done. Check out a couple of different vehicles, then buy Ford, Hyundai, or Kia by... But start out at sunburymotors.com, look at the existing inventory, if that doesn't cut it, well then, uh, guess what? It's time to order up a vehicle that fits your precise specifications, it's an opportunity for you to enjoy a vehicle from the Sunbury Motor Company, as millions of individuals have done before you. They got the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury, they're selling the Fords and Hyundais over on North 4th Street, and then the Kias are over on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf, you'll get super service from Jeff and Ernie and Austin and Jason and Alphonse, and they... I really know how to take good care of uh, customers, and they would invite you to be super-served at the Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com. All right, Joe, did you get a text there? I heard the whole building shaking. Was I that did, you? <laughs> but it wasn't relatively Oh, program. nothing related to this. Bring milk home. All right. right. Uh, we invite folks to weigh in on these important topics, 1-800-795-9565. Don't see a text there at that matter. Um, nope. Okay, so we're good to go. And uh, so anyway, Millersville University had the stickers uh, taken down. Right, as they should have. Because of the institutional vandalism, nothing right. nothing to do with my presumed white supremacists, or, the, well, I guess they presumed it was white supremacy, too. Maybe they have a clue that they didn't disclose, you know, one of the things about investigations. Well, is I
1: just wonder if they would do the same thing, and this is my question, if there was a sign-up saying, never apologize for being black,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or never apologize were being brown. Do you suppose that they would have torn those down because... The people of color being white would be hurt and offended by that. Well, I think I would not be. I don't see anything wrong with being proud of what you are or who well, you are. I think it would still be vandalism. <laughs> it would still be vandalism. No <laughs> argument you there. You can't get out of that. But would the treatment be the same? Would the outrage be the same? Would the you know the desire to find get to the
2: bottom of who put it up and investigate? Would that be the same? One of our listeners says, "Mark, should we cancel Canadians and English now?" Because of that? Well, one's a language and one's a people, so how do we cancel them? Oh, why
1: Hey, hosers speak, uh, the way Canada they speak, they a little differently up there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Don't
1: you, don't you remember, the what was that, uh, I can't remember the name of that.
2: You, Those oh, two the, guys. The brothers.
1: Hosers, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Bob and Doug McKenzie, that's Thank it. You. Right. They didn't speak. Hey. They spoke in the A. Ah, you hosers. Hosers, yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. We could always count on Rob to remember minutia. Hey, popular <laughs> culture. There's, there's
4: nothing important in my brain, but that is there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, my brain doesn't have room for important things because I've held on to important trivia. Uh, let's see. Read that, Joe, if you could, please. It
1: says, if Millersville knew who put the stickers up, they would have publicized the name, so they are speculating the reason.
2: Yeah, that seems to be the consensus, then. Me and the university are just speculating that that's what uh, who put them up, white nationalists. But uh, that's who generally does it, and that's they have the desired effect. They got people talking. Well, they did that,
1: you know, and there was no no indication, by the way, because you intimated it, that they had placed razor blades behind them so that the people well, who took that them. Wow, that was them on the Wikipedia.
2: That might have happened at one place. Who knows? You know, the, the Wikipedia covers the world. This hundred-handers group is all over the planet. Uh, I've never heard of them. I hate to admit me that. Me neither. I've never heard of them. No, nope, me neither. Until we brought it up a year ago. And uh, their their stated goal is what? Uh, White nationalists, I guess, promote white supremacy. What is
1: a white nationalist? Uh, That's like
2: the nice name for white supremacists, basically.
1: Okay, but what if... if...
2: As far as I know, anyway. So, in
1: other words, if I say... Remember James Brown had a great song called I'm Black and I'm Proud. Mm -hmm. So, if I wrote a song called I'm White and I'm Proud, I would be a racist. (laughs) But James Brown wasn't for writing a great song that really expressed the way a lot of black people felt at that period of time.
2: I found nothing wrong with it.
1: I played it on the air.
2: Well, I think blacks get more leeway under these circumstances because of the history that's associated with it. Even though we're trying to work through the history and put the history behind us, it still exists. No, it, we
1: don't it, want to it, put the history behind us. We want to recall it. We don't want to white. Right, that's what I'm saying. But we don't history. want
2: to relive it. We don't want it to be current events. We would like it to be ancient history from which we have learned a great deal and have built a foundation on which this country gets greater every day.
1: Well, I mean, it's like the critical race theory debate, you know. That you can teach the history of this country, warts and all, without overly emphasizing the fact that the Americans are terrible people and was the country was founded on racism <laughs> and hatred.
2: Americans are terrible people. I'm sure the planet knows otherwise. All right, well, to be continued. Ask the Russians. We, uh, oh, they were, but Joe Biden's going to give him the what for this oh, week. I, I'm sure Putin <laughs> is shaking in his boots. He's quite nervous. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WK, OK. Sunbury. We're going to take a break for CBS News, then local news. We're going to open up the phones. This is WKOK Sunbury.
0: Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan.
2: Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show. On the mark, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. It's open these days, so if you'd like to call it, do so. 1-800-795-9565. On the mark, sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please go to sunburymotors.com and check them out. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword O-T-M. We do have some brief news headlines, but we invite you to call in. We also have some uh, previous emails we can get to today, one related to climate fun, breakthrough infections, and another one is from our good conservative listener, Doug, so I'm sure it relates to important topics that we've discussed. So give us a buzz, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, one of our fine local police officers. Has verbally chastised me for assuming that a white supremacist group uh, put up the stickers at Millersville University that says don't apologize for being white. He says, probably a student just trying to stir things up so all right 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number text us as two individuals have done at 70236 include the key word otm so we got two new texts in so we'll read those on the radio uh continue first the news while the omicron variant of COVID 19 has made its way into the u.s it hasn't yet hit the central Susquehanna valley you know, geisinger infectious disease specialist dr Allison Borgia says that the health system is looking at sequencing the DNA to find the virus if it exists around here.
5: So in the event that we do come across an Omicron variant, we will be identifying that within our hospital system and making sure that we relay that information back to the health department.
2: Brodginski is her name, and she says the issue with Omicron is that there's lots of mutations, so there's many, many unanswered questions about the Omicron variant. Evangelical Community Hospital full again amid the current COVID surge. President and CEO Kendra Auker says they are getting slammed with uh, patients who are very unwell.
5: And they're sicker than we've seen in a long time, so the hospital is full. And I think it's the same way across the region. Every hospital is full, so our resources, our beds and our staffing are being pushed to our limits.
2: Exceedingly long wait times uh, reported at Evan and Geisinger over the past uh, week or so because they're getting hit heavy with the normal flow of uh, voluntary surgeries that folks are doing, plus uh, folks sick with all the normal things that we run into around here, plus the COVID surge. It's got about 100 folks at Geisinger, Danville, and 60 uh, some at Evan at last to check. Valley U.S. Congressman Fred Keller's got a new ally. He says his legislation to nullify President Joe Biden's U.S. Vac- The vaccine mandate has gained bipartisan support by none other than West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, who's the pivotal moderate vote among the Democrats in the U.S. Senate. He's agreed to co-sponsor the Congressional Review Act. Congressman Keller says with Manchin's support, that resolution is likely to pass in the Senate. It would bar President Biden from placing a vaccine mandate on companies with more than 100 employees. Mm -hmm. And on Friday, the El Paso County Sheriff's Office tweeted a photo of Santa Claus uh, receiving his first concealed carry permit. However, it quickly... Oh, sa- no. Santa has a concealed carry <laughs> permit? Well, <laughs> it doesn't say whether... Well, yeah, it says receiving it. So he was getting it. However, it quickly... The tweet quickly started... Santa rec- will
1: be literally packing this year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, however, it quickly started receiving hundreds of comments from people who said they considered the tweet insensitive, given the recent missing. Michigan school shooting. Go ahead, say. This is where you always say, "Oh, brother!" into the microphone.
1: Well, no, I can understand people being upset about that. There was a story this morning about a congressman who posted a picture of his family. They're all holding long guns and saying, Santa, please bring ammo. That
2: seems a little inappropriate <laughs> yep, to me. That. Yeah, I sent you that. Uh, the office later responded saying the tweet was never meant to be insensitive, but that it was intended to highlight the hardworking staff that work at the Sheriff's Department, adding that Santa correlated to December, and since they were continuing to work hard, he wanted to call attention to them, he being the sheriff. The circumstance brought forward questions of gun ownership during the holiday season, as well as the responsibilities that come with owning a gun. Well, yeah, Comes direct, those questions come from the Michigan shooting, where oddly enough the parents were arrested. We didn't talk too much about this on Friday, but the parents hadn't yet been arrested, so uh, now they are charged uh, too with uh, involuntary
1: manslaughter.
2: Thank you. All right, for their part with and the not bail
1: being set at half a million dollars each wow. seems excessive That's to me. Crazy. But
2: and it's just a school shooting. It's not like some bizarre well, occurrence.
1: No, It's not just a school shooting. A school shooting is a pretty serious thing. Yeah, I know, but we have dozens
2: of them every year now.
1: So you're you're accepting this now? As well, no, I, I didn't. We
0: or? would.
2: This is the first one we've talked about all year. There there have literally been dozens. I don't know how many exact, but let's suppose there've been two dozen school shootings this year. We don't put them in the news. Well, this Maybe one we don't is talk pra- about
1: them. particularly troubling since the kid was in the administrative offices hours before. He actually committed a crime, right? Right, and had now he said he said he was uh, what designing a uh, video game because he I guess had pictures of somebody bleeding and being shot or something. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I think a kid designing a video game in school would certainly be something you might take the way pen and pencil for, at least. That's not what they're supposed to be doing
2: there. <laughs> well, didn't he get caught searching for ammo online? Like He a,
1: was searching for ammo online.
2: While he was in class. Well, I don't his, know if
1: he was on, in
2: class. Oh, yeah, while well, he was in the school at the time, and he got caught. And so they turned him in because I guess that's a violation of their, you know, ultra-sensitive policies related to firearms. And so his mother texted to him. You have to learn not to get caught. Oh, did she?
1: <laughs> I heard her text. She so, texted, "Don't do t- t- it."
2: Yeah, Ended something. It. Yeah, probably when she knew what he was doing.
1: Or had some idea that that she
2: knew what he was going to do. All right, so all the way back around to this sheriff that tweeted out the photo of Santa getting a carry permit. I don't personally see anything wrong with it, but I can see why some folks would say that's insensitive. As for the family, I saw the picture of them. Some of those guns are pretty nice. There's a Winchester in one of them, some sort of a... uh, um, a shotgun that's like a very uh, militaristic looking looking thing, but all good looking hand, guns, All and you're right; they're all, all rifles of one form or another. Some aren't too big, but uh, they're all. I only rifle. saw the picture in oh, distance. Santa you, obviously, bring ammo.
1: you obviously have studied this photograph
2: in greater detail than I did. Well, just to see what kind of guns they had. Okay, <laughs> well, you that know, makes a difference, right? Hey, well, some of these guns are hard to find. If any of these are for sale, the fact
1: uh, that a congressman would post a picture of his entire family holding firearms, that doesn't trouble you at all. And, and not that there's anything wrong with that, by the
2: way. Right, and it was on his congressional Twitter, not his personal Twitter account. If I mean, if you can separate the two, this is, uh, so, well, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Guns are legal, and everybody in his care family, if they're carrying their gun, you know, they're, you know, I, I again, I, I think we have to try well, to.
1: Well, I can tell you that the liberal media was quite incensed by it this morning. It was the main, one of the major topics on both MSNBC and, uh, and CNN. CNN.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, there you Fox go Fox didn't mention it. There you have it. <laughs> what did Fox mention? What was their top story today?
1: Uh, their top story
2: is... They uh, really covered the heck out of this school shooting. Yeah, I mean, that, as a crime shooting and the parents being of, arrested. That was part of what
1: their lead was, and then the fact that President Biden is going to be bowing under to uh, Vladimir Putin <laughs> later in the day. Yeah, if you tomorrow.
2: want to invade the Ukraine, you go right ahead. Yeah, oh, hey, don't let us stop you, Vlad. All right, lower right-hand corner, Joe.
1: All right. Oh, yo, fellas, can you tell us when has Wikipedia become the definition? definition of truth in the world.
2: Right. I I attribute to them when I read it. I I think that, you know, some of the things they say probably you can you could verify independently if you so chose. I'm not saying that everything that uh, they put in their first paragraph is, is verifiably, you know, undisputably true. It's just the first thing that popped up when we searched for the whomever handed out these flyers in the past. So yeah sound skeptics Joe and I are skeptical of almost everything we hear from anyone today <laughs>
1: actually, I think Wikipedia generally has uh, is fairly accurate i you know i don't know right about. it's fairly <laughs> accurate
2: right and usually if it's an opinion there's a citation that indicate that this is you know some expert's opinion is there a um is there any anyone you trust implicitly? Any news source, any place to find information? You know, like, I, I think, think I view them all skeptically uh, because
1: everybody's coming with an agenda. Ironically, uh, I've heard a number of people tell me, and, and that I don't watch it often, but the times I do, I thought they've been balanced, and it's Reuters. Mm-hmm. They don't have a dog in the American fight, so, I mean, they tend right. to and report BBC, things. You right.
2: could cover the BBC, you could suggest the same thing.
1: Right. Well, they seem you know,
2: a little liberal to maybe me.
1: We're, maybe we're better at covering Britain's news than that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> But you're right. I, I think once you're in the U.S., you have a stake. Well, and I think nobody's ob- objective. I've often spoken about this as a journalist. So you know, in the
5: event that whoops. we do come across... In-
2: Sorry, I pushed the mouse button accidentally. <laughs> I think what happened... Actually, what happened is my little one of my fidget toys fell on the mouse button. But anyway, um, I I honestly think that there is a nobody is objective. You know, nobody comes to the table with absolutely no ideals that could potentially influence their reporting.
1: Well, and then over the weekend, the big thing was whether or not President Trump lied about having uh, COVID during the first debate, because three days after it, he wound up testing positive. And they were citing this book. But well, didn't he have re-
2: negative tests afterward?
1: Right. He had one false positive and then two tests right after it that were negative. And then he went on and had the debate with Joe Biden. But because one, one of his former chiefs of staff wrote this book, I forget the title of it now, mm-hmm. that mentioned the fact that he had uh, tested positive before
2: the first debate. And subsequently had two, subsequently negative. two negatives. Subsequently two negative. Yeah, I, uh, I just personally wrote that down as it's a false hysteria, positive, right?
1: Yeah, more of the hysteria about Donald Trump. I mean, the left seems no, absolutely anything, obsessed okay. with
2: him. Right, if he had COVID. But, you know, if you, if you get a positive test and then you get two more that say you're negative, well, I think you go, <laughs> you you go, go with, with the negative. negative. Plus, people are observing well, all these the precautions fact and that the things. the positive
1: test he got was one of those quick results tests
2: Okay, that was less, supposedly, at the time, less a PCR accurate test. than uh, than the others. Alright, one 800 Nine five six five. Go ahead and read the lower right hand corner, and we'll put Tom on it the radio. Uh,
1: could this Millersville thing be a racist hoax, like the uh, Smollett racist attack hoax in Chicago? Well, I guess yeah, it, it could,
2: could be, be anything. Yeah, the, it, neither. The, I looked at this on Lancaster Online. Uh, they don't say. <coughs> and, and of course, as um, Penn Live didn't report either uh, there's no further information out about this so yeah it could definitely be a hoax could be to buy students trying to just stir things up or test the policies tom you're on the mark thank you so much for waiting sorry to make you wait
6: yeah fred cowler and, and you guys on the radio station here are making a a big deal of, of about nothing on this vaccine mandate because they're going to get joe manchin to go along with it it means absolutely nothing.
2: But don't you think that you know a vaccine? I mean, is Joe,
6: it... Joe Biden. Joe Biden is going to veto that.
2: You think? <laughs> well, I
7: don't.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden is going to veto that. That's his own. That's his own rule. He's not going to let. He's not going to let his own thing go get get passed that he that he wants to.
2: Yeah, but have. I think it could be an override. There's supposedly bipartisan support for it.
6: You cannot have an override. You need 67. You need two-thirds.
2: Right. but Override a re- veto. But I think Republicans and Democrats who are concerned about actually representing their constituents might be interested in doing so. Because a vaccine mandate, it seems like an onerous uh, thing to me, but not to you, I guess.
6: That thing will never be. He'll veto it. And they'll override it.
2: All right, well, we're we'll not going to override it. It's we trust, not gonna happen. we trust you implicitly. So we'll hope we'll say that you're probably I mean, saying this, the truth.
6: This, this red collar and these Republicans—they keep bringing all these things up, up. You know, yeah, and they're Joe never Manchin. And
2: yeah, Joe even Manchin, even if they
6: even if they could get even if they could get through the House and the Senate, which is highly unlikely in ninety-nine percent of the things. They're not going nowhere because Biden's never going to sign them. It's just like it's just like, oh, this twenty twenty two is going to be big for the Republicans. You're going to get the House. Well, so what? What are they going to do with it? Joe Biden is not going to sign anything that they that they would
1: pass. Well, now wait a second before you say that. If Joe Biden, let's say the Republicans take the House and the Senate, if Joe Biden's going to accomplish anything, isn't he going to have to work with them? If that should happen.
6: <laughs> He's not going to accomplish anything well, if they get the House and Do you happen it. to recall? Because they're going to want to put all their wacko... All their wacko white white wing uh, policies in place. and Joe Biden's
1: not going to sign it. Do you happen to recall how well Bill Clinton worked with the Republicans in the House and the Senate in his second term to get some things done? How well Ronald Reagan worked with Tip O'Neill and the Democrats to get some things done? Well, if the president well, is nothing, a man of good, he, if what's going to happen
6: here? Is, is Joe Biden got the got the uh, infrastructure thing? He might get this other thing through the Build Back Better. And, and and once the two years are up, if the, if the Republicans get the, the House, he ain't going to get nothing done. He he don't care. He don't want to get anything done for them. He they want to reverse everything he wants to do. They're, they're the exact opposite <laughs> of what yeah. he wants to do. The but if he, wants so, to,
1: if he wants to do something, if he has more that he'd like to accomplish for America, how's he going to get it done if the Republicans are in control and he chooses not to work with them? Nothing not will anything
6: done in the next two years. Okay. In 2022 to 2024, absolutely nothing will get done in this country.
2: Aren't they doing Nothing. some negotiating and trying to come up with some good pieces of legislation that they both can support?
6: Oh, there is no such thing.
2: I think, but uh, they work together. Mitch McConnell and uh, what's his name worked no. together on Schumer? the right on the uh, the extension of the budget thingamabob, no. and they've held some other there meetings.
6: There is no such. It's thing. hopeless. When twenty twenty two gets here, if the Republicans get a hold of the House. The only thing they're going to be able to do, and they'll probably be doing it, they'll be wanting to impeach Biden and Harris. They'll be wanting to investigate everybody.
1: And sort of like the Democrats did, did with Donald Trump. Trump.
6: <laughs> for two years, between 2022
1: and twenty four. Yeah, 2024, absolutely so nothing you think it, will get done. You think oh, okay. all these investigations will be like what uh, the Democrats did to Donald Trump?
6: Well, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I don't know <laughs> yeah, if that's you heard a yes, this, but uh, <laughs> starting next year, really next year, they're going to put a, They're going to have all this uh, January sixth thing on live TV. They're going to interview all the people on TV. They're going to, from start to finish, every every minute, what happened, every minute, every day, leading up to January sixth.
7: Okay. Well.
6: that's coming next. That's coming next year.
2: Slow motion TV, and
6: you know. I know Trump is innocent, and everybody thinks he's a he's a you know goody two shoes. But uh, why is he telling everybody don't cooperate? Why is John Eastman and Jeffrey Clark and they're taking they're pleading the fifth? Steve Bannon's going to end up probably going to jail. <laughs> okay, so I don't I don't understand what people are trying to hide. If they didn't do anything wrong, and
2: Tom is here with the feel-good call of the week. so yeah, right. Thank you so much, sir. It's I hope.
6: I think that I think that this January sixth commission, because they they've investigated and interviewed over three hundred people, I think they know exactly what went on. I think I know exactly who was involved in it. They got this Willard Hotel. Why do you need a Why do you need a uh, command center for for a uh, a rally? I mean they had a command center and everything. They got it all. I mean they know exactly what went on, and know who was involved. So you in think it. it
7: was a coup.
6: And it's gonna be interesting next year when this stuff is all up there. I don't think they really need this Eastman or or Clark. I think they know exactly what they did. I think they know exactly what Trump did. There's evidence that a lot of these letters came from the White House that that uh, this uh, Clark didn't write them; they actually came from the White House, and Clark took credit for them. I mean, there's a lot of things here. That's a lot of things here that's going to be out in the public
1: next year. So,
2: all right, we got you. Thank you so much, Tom. Thanks for calling in. Take care, Tom. All right. I hope he's right. What a cheerful guy! <laughs> <laughs> his <laughs> his Christmas card. We're all going to die, but enjoy the holidays, but probably not this year. All right. Uh, Well, I
1: hope he's wrong. I hope if if the Republicans take control of the House, I would hope that they all could find, and I have this hope even now um, uh, with today's current political setup, that they could somehow find ways to work together for the betterment Mm -hmm. of the American people.
2: Right, and it does happen. There have been half a dozen instances in in the recent decades where uh, you know opposite party houses and senates and presidents have worked together on some good. Yep. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. What's your view on the things we've talked about so far? We started to talking about Millersville University that found some don't apologize for being white stickers on campus, and they had a near meltdown. So uh, I thought it was appropriate, but Joe says it's a little bit of an overreaction. So maybe you have a comment about that. We're talking that we t- haven't talked about. Uh, Chris Cuomo got fired. CNN finally let him go.
1: Yes, one of our uh, one of our emailers says, Breaking news. Unemployment rate among Cuomo brothers now at 100%. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but there's no economic initiative to rehire them. That's the uh, downside. All right. 1-800-795-9565. What's on your mind? Give us a buzz. 70236 with the keyword OTM. Email on the market. WKOK.com. Right, right, we've been talking off mic about Dr. Oz uh, running for Senate. I, uh, Joe's got full confidence that he could be the best U.S. senator that the Pennsylvania ever had. It was good to see uh, uh, Governor Casey's name mentioned over and over again in the abortion argument. Of course, he was a pro-life uh, Democrat. Back back when people could be a pro-life Democrat or a pro-choice Republican, well, you can't, right, bro, can't famous, really do that today. A famous book about the doctor. The Wizard of Oz. Mm, oh, did they, yes, I don't. I think it's about Dr. Oz's father. Oh, his father. Yes. It's Ignore not, that man behind the curtain. Right. He <laughs> <laughs> ignores something, <laughs> folks. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, Dr. Oz is running. Uh, w- w- lots of folks say that uh, you should weigh into it all his medical opinions, which he's widely viewed as promoting some things that are pretty much unproven, but, you know, that's his prerogative, I guess. And then um, being a carpetbagger. What do you know about this, he, that he doesn't live in Pennsylvania. He does live in Pennsylvania. Oh, in the okay. house here. Where in Philadelphia area? I forget
1: exactly where it is, but he but his
2: real problem. residence is New Jersey. Is the criticism? So I guess all. The, but Gee, this, would,
1: this would be unprecedented. Somebody
2: a carpetbagger, and you realize a
1: congressman doesn't even have to live in his district.
2: Well, he's not the only one. Two other people <laughs> so, moved to Pennsylvania to run for Senate. Uh, I sent you this story too, and you ignored it. Um, uh, David McCormick and... don't even know who he is. And Carla Sands, three individuals. Yeah, they don't have the name recognition, Dr. Oz does, but uh, all three have moved to Pennsylvania so that they can use their exceedingly high amount of wealth to become the U.S. senator. I think a lot of people think Sounds that... Sounds like the Kennedy. ...that if the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania is the only Democratic candidate, they're basically handing it to Republicans next year. And uh, so it's just the question, which republican is going to be it so i think that's why i think you have a dozen candidates because it's so open pat toomey's retiring one 800 or do you have faith in dr oz as as a physician or as a u.s senator we do not know anything about this i searched a couple of times over the weekend for his u.s senate campaign and could not find it you know and even at the bottom of google they say Are you looking for Dr. Oz's U.S. Senate campaign website? And so you click on that, and it doesn't send you there. It sends you to all the reports about him. All right, 1-800-795-9565. It's popped up a couple of times. We talked about the Affordable Care Act, uh, better known as Obamacare, and the tremendous cost the nation has paid for it in a wide range of ways. Uh, One of our good uh, callers last week, Congressman Carney, pointed out that there are some folks who have benefited from it, and you can probably argue that that. But uh, the tremendous cost is ongoing and is, uh, uh, boy, it's just highly inflationary and a wide range of other things. And Cindy's back on the line with more elaboration on this topic. Good morning, Cindy. Thanks for calling in.
5: Good morning, Mark. Well, you challenged me last week with the question, how much more did health insurance rise because of Obamacare than if we had not had Obamacare? I'll acknowledge that Health insurance was rising, but how much more did it rise because of the policies that were put into place by Obamacare? And I sent you a link. I went out and found the answer.
2: All right, we how read that Friday. Yep, that's correct. Oh, a- I didn't
5: know you did. Twenty four point four percent. Call it twenty five. Twenty five percent more cost on your health insurance than if they hadn't done this. Now, why did they take the take the route? Why did the Democrats, in writing the law? Why did they take the route of manipulating insurance? If, they, if they're if in their heart of hearts, what they really wanted to do was provide health insurance to the millions of people who didn't have it, well, they could just do that, right? They could, in many ways, they could have done that. However, they needed money. And in order to get that money, they would have had to raise taxes. And then one of the things during the argument that they kept saying is, this is not gonna cost you guys any more and we're not going to raise taxes. Remember?
2: Not regular taxes, no, but
5: but what they did was they did this stealthily by forcing up in essence these costs on all the rest of us by manipulating health insurance instead of just saying, Cindy O'Hora, you cut us a check for a hundred more dollars, every one of you a hundred more dollars so that you can pay for the health insurance of these other people. That would have been the honest, forthright, straight-up way to do it. But they didn't want to do that. They wanted to hide. And interestingly enough, having professed adamantly through the entire process that they were not raising taxes, when ACA, when the Unaffordable Health Insurance Act, came before the Supreme Court, how did it become validated? How did it become constitutional? Do you know? John Roberts wrote the argument that it was a tax.
1: Tax, right.
5: And by being a tax, then Congress had the power to do this. So while they basically add to their pile of lies related to this claim, they weren't raising taxes. The only way in which they had the power to have done this was through taxation. And what kind of taxes did they have? Well, if you failed to buy health insurance, they whacked you with a, a big, heavy fine. If they gave the se- Secretary of Health the power to raise the cost of health insurance, and in fact, she disseminated that out, and our state Secretary of Insurance has forced health insurance to go up higher than the health insurance companies ask for in order to provide stability for the Unaffordable Health Insurance Act. She did you catch that now? She actually they came in and they asked for say six percent. I'm just giving an example, I'd have to look it up, but she said, No, that's not enough. You will raise the cost to eight percent. So she, our Pennsylvania Secretary of Insurance, drove up the cost of health insurance for everybody else. It's is, there there any,
2: now, is there any fix? If the fix? government
5: is making you pay more, they're taxing you. I don't care if you call it lollipops or roses. You know, <laughs> Shakespeare wrote it so well, you know, a name, you know, rose by any other name still smells as sweet. If the action is the government is forcing you to pay money to something, they're taxing you.
2: Right, but Build Back Better doesn't include that because that doesn't have new taxes in it. But it's all old. Oh, way, for it, it does. <laughs> in fact, it well, does.
5: That, <laughs> all right. Yeah, if you believe that, you really have to be living in fairyland. You know, <laughs> we've seen this happen before. They passed this bill. They oh, it was just going to be wonderful. Everyone was going to get free health care. I came on the radio and said, "How are they going to do that? Aren't you going to pay the doctors and nurses? Who's going to pay the electricity at the hospitals, et cetera, et cetera? There is no such thing as free." So let's be honest about it. The question is, who is going to pay for it? Who? Who is going to pay, and what will you get in exchange for this payment? And time and again, they've come through with these grand social processes <laughs> that cost far more than they ever pretended right, we that they a, were. right, we got
2: another caller waiting, so go ahead and wrap right. up, Cindy.
5: So, uh, you know, this is the wolf at the door, friends. This is the wolf at the door. And they're saying, let me in, let me in, little pig. And I'm telling you that I'm the pig in the brick house. Thanks anyway. I'll take care of myself. All
2: right. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much, Cindy. Appreciate the call. one 800 Mike, i got to hit this break or I'll, I'll be off schedule. So stand by. All right. One of our good listeners sends us a note, says, I'm sorry, Mark. But Governor Casey wasn't allowed to be a pro-life Democrat. He was not permitted to speak at their national convention because he was pro-life. That is 100% true. That and is. The backstory is that it wasn't that he was pro-life when he was going to address them. is that he said he wanted to speak about being pro-life and he wanted the Democratic Party to change their view on abortion. And that's what, given the open mic, he was going to talk about. So that's the additional uh, information there is that uh, he actually was allowed to be a pro-life Democrat. I thought he was pretty successful at it. Back when you could be whatever, you know, you could be a Democrat or Republican and sort of be whatever you wanted to be, but now uh, you you have to toe the party line. Right.
1: Both parties seem to have their orthodoxy, and and anyone who strays from it is ostracized. (laughs) Yeah. A
2: pro-life Democrat? No. Sorry. We're not. A Republican uh, who doesn't believe the election was stolen? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) You don't follow... You don't bow down and kiss the ring? (laughs) Orthodoxy. Mike, you're on the mark.
8: Hey, I want to add to the list of Democrat lies and then some truths. But you mentioned uh, Governor Casey and uh, pro-life issue. Well, you know, Pennsylvania still is a a very uh, prominent state in the country, especially for electoral politics. And back when he was uh, our governor and he was pro-life, the Pennsylvania delegation was stuck up in the rafters in the way back during the convention that particular year, hmm. and uh, that was just a sign of the uh, times w- that will be coming with the with the, uh, the Democrats are all about. Okay, uh, do you remember that or not? I don't, not I don't remember that, remember that he was
2: uh, r- that they were relegated to the back row. I don't recall that, but it makes perfect yeah. sense because they wouldn't want them speaking up and saying anything about abortion.
8: Well, when you when you I, okay, it makes perfect sense, but does it make perfect electoral politics sense? I guess, but it, I, I don't think the media made a big deal of it back then, and they wouldn't now. Now, as, as far as uh, Cindy's list of Democrat lies, remember, inflation was transitory. Don't worry about it. That was a lie. <laughs> and do you remember the uh, Democrats saying, "No, this price of gas is going up for every other reason other than uh, Biden." Okay, he has nothing to do ever with the price of gas. And then once it dropped two cents, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee uh, put out a big thing saying, Thank you, President Biden, for lowering <laughs> the price of gas. Two pennies. Well,
2: okay? did, did they actually release any of the oil reserves yet? Because the price of gas in Pennsylvania is down a penny.
8: Uh, well, it depends where you go. I saw it uh, over the weekend I was traveling, and uh, I go uh, relatively often out to the state college area, and I saw a place that was four cents higher on Friday night So it just depends where you go But let's, let's put it this way it's, it's really not moving one way or another And as long as people keep driving And as long as the pressure to uh, suppress the energy production Is on by this government It's going to stay high Okay, it's not Inflation is not transitory And then of course the, 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 the greatest, biggest whopper That I think Biden has ever told Is our borders are closed Okay, so th- those are all just big fat lies But I want to move on to the truth Okay, Now, there's one thing that I want to tell you about the Build Back Better plan, and there could be money in it for your organization down there. Okay, this bill would uh, provide relief in the form of a payroll tax credit for local news op- uh, organizations, uh, some of which are radio stations. What? And they could, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll read it to you exactly. The relief would come in the form of a payroll tax credit earmark for local news organizations and will provide $1.67 billion over the next five years for newspapers, websites, radio stations, and TV stations and other outlets that primarily cover local news. Hmm. If eligible, they could re- reap up to $25,000 for locally focused journalists that they employ, okay, for the first year. And then for the next four years, they could get up to $15,000 in tax credits.
2: What so, is the Democrats' I mean, big interest in this?
8: Well oh, what do you? They help favorable you, media you, coverage.
2: What else? Okay.
8: <laughs> yeah, and they not only favorable media uh, uh, coverage, but let's face it, most of the journalists these days, when they when they uh, sign the check to send it somewhere, it's going to the Democrats. So hey, we're gonna you know, we're gonna grease the skids here a little bit, a little payback. Okay. You know, so so that that's that one. Now, but well, you, Mark, you, you, seen, Bob, you should have seen Mark. You should have Bob. You should
1: Mike. You should have seen yeah. uh, Mark's eyes light up when you first mentioned that. <laughs> I need a new
8: laptop, <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah, that's buried in there. That's not one of the things you know that, uh, and the Build Back Better that they're pushing. Hey, we're going to help uh, you know struggling newspapers and local radio stations and what have you. But in, in any case, you know, I, I, I was very really upset with the. Uh, the Steele dossier and the idea that, uh, you know, Trump was a, a, a Russian spy and all that business, you know, that was all, you know, a big fat lie, and uh, people knew it from the beginning. And, you know, the New York Times, Washington Post, they had to go back and put amendments on their uh, newspaper coverages and say, hey, this turns out not to be true, blah, blah, blah. But, you know what, the reality is, it's come to light that the, the general theme of that steel dossier was probably pretty true. But the truth of the matter is, it wasn't about Donald Trump. It was due to information that Hillary Clinton gathered because she knew she would be running, you know, quote, she knew she was going to be running against Joe Biden in a primary. So she dug up real dirt on Joe Biden, and then it got leaked to the New York Times. And if you remember, Joe Biden had to drop out, you know, say he wasn't going to run. But they ended up repurposing that document, you know, the theme of that document, and they said, hey, guess what? We're just going to insert uh, Trump's name, and the country will be Russia instead of Biden and China. So, you know what? It, it, I, I don't know how to cut it. All That's right, Mike, we've we got another caller
2: waiting, so we'll go ahead and wrap up.
8: Okay, the, the feller that was on there earlier that was pretty much down on everything, you know, happening in Washington, you know, I think he has the theme right. I mean, if you, look, if you look at what's going on down there, it's really nasty, it's really ugly, and it's about power, it's about votes, and it's not about the American people.
2: All right, we got you, Mike. Thank Fair you enough. so much. <clears throat> Appreciate the call. Cindy, another 60 seconds of fame and glory.
5: Oh, my God. So exciting. I just want to remind all my good neighbors as we hear the saber-rattling about the Ukraine. This Thanksgiving, for the first time in 20 years, we were at peace. For many of our children and grandchildren, the first Thanksgiving they had had at a time of peace. And we're coming up on the first Christmas we've enjoyed in 20 years in peace. And I believe that we're owed 20 years of peace before we go saber-rattling all over the world again.
2: We but can please, fix a lot of the world's problems if we just attack people.
5: We have never <laughs> fixed anybody's problems.
2: <laughs> by Oh, okay, sorry. Just we checking. have
5: only exacerbated them and then reached into you know our reserves to undo the disasters that we've made. There is, you, know, you can no more win a war than you can win a tornado. Jeanette Rankin, who was the first woman elected to Congress.
1: I hope you're I not including her. World War II in this.
5: Joe, okay. all right, Joe. One time,
1: one time, <laughs> one time, and one time. Well, only. You said never, so I mean, I, don't think- I have
5: to. I'm, I'm acknowledging it, Joe. One right. time. Right. That we're even ahead. flipped into my mind. I knew you were going to throw
2: that <laughs> in my face. He's predictable. Thank you, Cindy. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for checking in. All right, Bob. You get. Uh, oh no, you. You're. This is the first time for you. Go ahead.
9: Hey, look at Cindy. Just gave Biden a mark up there with peace and no war during our holiday season. mm Hmm. Well, I and don't think President Trump had us involved in any wars. $3.50 a gallon, down $0.15 cents from last week.
2: Oh, down 15 Where you're shopping. Okay, good for you. I was just and looking the at the gas buddies.
9: Business. I pay $54 for myself a month for health care. My employer pays $200 a month for my health care on top of that. Mm-hmm. People don't take that into consideration when they're getting paid.
1: So, All the benefits
9: we're getting. And we're getting another 1000 or $2,000 next week because we're in the health care and because Biden, that money that's going out is getting handed out. And look at Shimokin. Employees in Shimokin are getting $10,000 apiece.
2: Well, but that's all money borrowed from our grandchildren. It's not like money that suddenly the government's enjoying abundance, and so they're rewarding good people. They're borrowing it from our grandchildren. Of course, it's bi- some of it's bipartisan anyway, so it's you can't just say it's just President Biden trying to buy votes.
9: You know, I guess our parents and grandparents said the same thing before about us paying for it too, Right. So it's a trickle down effect.
2: I guess. I guess so. Yes. If if someone has done a terrible deed to their grandchildren, we should do the same thing. Excellent point. I guess that works. All right, Bob. We got to hit the.
9: where you leave what you what you have to your children so they can keep keep the money move, moving. Right. Even if it's debt.
2: All right. Thank you, sir. Thank Actually, I, w-
1: I was hoping to be a burden to my child.
2: Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I will be. <laughs> yes, I, I, if you haven't already been, Joe, a lot of folks know you, and uh, Mike tells the stories. All right, uh, we'll take more comers. We have any emails that relate to Congress working together, COVID on a ship. And it makes no sense to ship oil from Canada. I think that's what we're reading there. We'll take more texts or emails. Here's how you send them up. The texts go to 70236 with the keyword OTM. And the emails go to onthemarket.wtkokid.com. we got open phones, all four lines open. If you're sick of waiting on hold, eliminate that by calling now. 1-800-795-9565. I'll get your notes in order and give us a buzz. one 800 795 Seven nine five nine five six five. Yeah did you find Dr. Oz's website for campaigning? No, but interestingly enough, I
1: found news stories from Vanity Fair and from MSNBC.
2: Left-leaning organizations. Left-leaning
1: organizations, and they both use the word quack.
2: <laughs> well, he is a quack. <laughs> no, He, he is a carpetbagger, and uh, uh, those are the things. We have no idea what so his policies are. So these are the same are. people
1: that think Dr. Ben Carson is a quack. Any, any
2: Republican doctor is a quack well i just think he's exclusionarily conservative i don't th- i think he's probably a good doctor a- and maybe when he's being a physician dr oz is a good doctor but as a tv host he's a quack
1: but they're referring to him as medically a
2: quack <laughs> well i don't know i don't know i honestly don't know a thing about his actual practicing he says he's invented something that's uh, life-saving yeah all right 1-800-795-9565 we'll start out with dick then we'll have another caller and that should wrap us up go ahead sir
10: well, I'll make this pretty quick. Uh, one time I heard uh, Cindy say about she had a health savings account. And th- when she summed up her whole thing on Obamacare, she said, thank you, I'll take care of myself. Well, ideally, that would be wonderful for 350 million people could take care of themselves. So I'm assuming she doesn't use Medicare. I thought her husband had a business. I thought maybe he had health care through there. But I, obviously, she only uses her health savings account. You know, it's, it's just unreasonable to think everybody's going to pay for their own health care.
2: Right. I don't think she that's, proposed that's, that's,
10: that. that. That's what she said. She said, thank you. I'll, I'll take care of myself. Right. That was that's a final comment.
2: for her. But she also talked about the fact that if you are going to provide health care to other people, be honest that it's going to cost a lot. Well, of and I everybody. understand that, too. But
10: realistically, realistically, health care is going to cost something. And if, 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 if everybody had their own health care, the hospitals would be out of business, I guess. That's what I'm telling you. Why? Because they get an awful lot of subsidies. Well, and they, they wouldn't s- get the same subsidies through everybody paying for their own health care. Okay.
2: That's okay. my
1: only point. Well, I mean people love insurance. Hospitals love insurance because they know they're going to get paid. But the question becomes, what kind of insurance can people afford?
10: Let's look at well, how most me- people can't afford the kind of insurance they have through through the government or through Medicare or anything like that. That's not gonna happen.
1: But look at how medicine has changed. I mean, there are a lot more procedures today, a lot more things. When I was a kid, you couldn't get a CAT scan. There was no such a thing. But today, a kid bumps his head, and he's got a CAT scan at a couple of thousand bucks a pop. You know, So we are getting better care for our money. It's just that it costs more.
10: Well, I thought, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, but a lot of that falls back on the health care provider, the, the hospitals. That's why they charge $50 for an aspirin.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: you could. You have a point. I can't argue that.
2: All right. Thank you so much, Dick. Thanks, thanks for calling in. Take care, Joe. Go right ahead. You're on the mark.
7: Oh yeah. You had a thanks. Uh, you had a, someone call in earlier about the uh, January sixth uh, riot down there, and that it would be on television. But, the rowdy uh, riot. Rowdy riot. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he uh, he. Uh, does he does he know that the FBI investigated that and they came to the conclusion that the one word uh, that they use as a to describe it was scant evidence of a uh, conspiracy to commit insurrection and no one's had been charged with insurrection and the uh, shaman uh, whose name is uh, <laughs> Chansley his his charge was uh, obstruction of an official act of Congress. He wasn't, a, he wasn't uh, charged with uh, conspiracy to commit uh, insurrection. I mean, right. the FBI did a, a huge investigation.
2: Right. Well, <laughs> apparently we're, we're learning <laughs> a lot like, more. <laughs> uh,
7: or, you know, people, <laughs> the progressive uh, people that call in, uh, just seem to think that it's a foregone conclusion that the, the, the word insurrection in uh, legal ease is you know something that has to be proven i can right. see rowdy riot you i i don't <laughs> mind you I think as that. Yeah,
2: that it is. But I think a lot of people are finding out that President Trump was hinting at and thinking about and working on and possibly and considering yeah. and setting working up headquarters. Right. But I don't think they're going to find anything that's so right. clear. He doesn't have any written memos that are related to this, I'm sure. Right.
7: Uh, all right. I and mean, it's all in uh, proving this, which uh, they have a commission. But l- I would like to say he mentioned the name of uh, Eastman, who... Uh, if I, you know, put uh, what little information I get together, he's the one who wrote the memo about describing to about Pence the ability to uh, not accept the the votes, the electoral votes that are in question, like from Pennsylvania, right? He had he just wrote that thinking, I mean, he's a very good uh, constitutional lawyer, Eastman, and his. I, I just hope that they show his. Uh, questioning on television that, that would be so interesting because his his uh, defense is actually about that okay. he didn't uh, let a Republican seat their uh too like uh, it was uh, Jordan and Brand, and she picked her own, and that's against for never happened before, so I hear the music. Yeah, so we got to go. Make right. some money, boys. All thank right, you. Thank
2: oh. you. Appreciate that. <laughs> that's our goal. Yeah, we conclude the revenue consumption portion of our day and start the revenue generation portion of our broadcast <laughs> day. This is News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury, back with another On the Mark tomorrow.